of the Nomo podcast where we talk about uh, Malmö, events in Malmö, and the people behind the events uh, in Malmö. And today I have a guest with me, Jonna Blode-Hanno, that uh, is a co-founder and involved in the club called Mermaid. Uh, very welcome. Thank you. Uh, yeah, how's it going? It's going uh incredibly well it's kind of crazy we started uh last year in september um and i've never done anything that's been so popular and uh successful i guess before so it's it's kind of crazy that's great um could you tell us a little bit about um yeah, your background leading up to where you are now um yeah so my background is is more within a sort of i guess traditional sense of of theater and performance um i'm from stockholm originally but then um as soon as i graduated i moved to london and i went to drama school there um and i had uh, my own uh, theater group and did lots of uh performances and plays and um short films and and things like that um and then when the pandemic came i moved back to to sweden and uh, i was 26 and um i was living with my mom and i was working um part time as a sort of resource to to help uh in in retirement homes with with the elderly people and it was really depressing <laughs> it was really hard work and i have such immense respect for the people that do that um because it's hard work and it wasn't really where i wanted to be living at my mum's and i wanted to be in the uk but everything and all the theaters and everything shut down i mean everything shut down in the uk and um and then I also got COVID and I was really depressed and I was isolated and had COVID. And it's almost like a kind of religious experience because it feels sort of like fate that because it's very much could not have happened this way. But I found uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. I'd watched a few episodes before, recommended by some friends and stuff. But then when I was ill, I was like isolated and I just watched all of it. I just became obsessed and I don't know how to phrase it because I'm not a drag queen and and I'm not maybe a sort of I don't know I hadn't had any experience with that well that's a lie actually I was in a cabaret when I was 18 that had drag queens and I was carried out by uh, yeah. naked angels and it was great but um but as 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 aside from that and as a performer I hadn't really worked with drag or anything like that but somehow when I saw RuPaul's Drag Race I just felt something very strong within me I was like this is these are my people this is I don't know why but somehow I was like I have to I have to get involved with this and then I started doing because like I said everything was shut down theaters and stuff so I couldn't really do any acting work and uh and my dad, who also works in um, performing arts, um, he was like, you should get another job. Like, it's not a safe uh, sort of working 
environment to be an actor because you know it's such a difficult industry and stuff and i think he was probably said you know be like a nurse or something on the side or i don't know and i was like dad i'm gonna do nails for drag queens so i did this like a convux uh, course and i'm actually a certified nail uh, technician oh really um but i wasn't really interested in doing you know just working in a salon painting you know nails i wanted to do like really extravagant crazy drag nails and so i did and i contacted like every queen in stockholm and around the world and i just gave them nails for free i was like i just want to i just want to be a part of this scene let sure. me what can i do for you let me make you some nails i think you're amazing um so it cost me a lot of money i sent i sent nails to like america and to you know really far away places and they didn't have to pay for anything i paid for everything and but that was sort of my way in and so i got to know it's like sending out a business card yeah i had business cards and i was like i went to a drag show when they started happening again as the as the pandemic calmed down and i was like i love you can i make you nails here's my card and um and yeah and so i kind of got a way in in the drag scene in stockholm and then again very religiously or i don't know however you want to see it but it felt really by chance um i i fell in love with someone from malma and i was like let me go to malma because <laughs> i always thought i didn't i didn't like sweden i've never felt at home here but then as an arrogant a person from Stockholm I didn't realize that Sweden was bigger than Stockholm and so when I came to to Malmö I was like oh my god I don't think it's Sweden I don't like it's just Stockholm that's not for me you know <laughs> and I was like let me let me move here instead and so then I moved to to Malmö and um and then for a long time after the pandemic and everything I was like had a bit of a crisis because I wanted to work in theater and performing and stuff but I was like after having you know been a part of 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 the pandemic in the way that I feel that I was working in that environment I was like this is the reality you know this is the real um this is the real Sweden um and the real world and I was like I can't just you know worry about being on a Netflix show or whatever I need to help people I need to you know be a nurse or social worker and something but then I still had this love for for performing and um for drag and for the arts and in general and then I was like trying to find a way of how can I both be uh I guess a voice for good or help people or do something that feels important um but also work with something that i love um performing arts and uh and then i had this long i it's still my dream to have like my own theater which would be both like a drag drag show space but also um a maybe more conventional theater and and also work with kids and work with um different groups i've also worked a lot with people with the different uh, disabilities and and I don't know I would want to create a space uh for all of that but that's a huge dream and a huge project and then a friend of mine was like well why don't you just start with like a night like a club night um you don't have to start by like renting out a space and doing this whole thing um you could just start with a club night and I was like yeah why don't I and uh 
and this is why I love Malmö so much because the people I met and the new friends that I was making and and um, just general people that I met I was like oh wait thinking I want to start a drag show and and everyone was like oh my god that's amazing you should talk to this person and that's so great and you should do that whereas and this is my prejudice maybe it wouldn't be like that in Stockholm but my experience of of Stockholm was very much like and who are you and how are you going to pay for that and whereas here everyone was just like oh my god that's a great idea you should talk to this person yeah um and then I just approached Grand and I was like I have this idea I want to do this uh monthly drag show and they were like yeah which is also crazy um that they just said yes and uh when we started we had a small I also won um like a Ung Arrangeur, they called it for Riksteat and like a young producer or uh, prize, not prize, but they gave me some money, mm-hmm. um, very small amount of money. I'm very grateful for it. But looking back, it was not very much money uh, to put on these nights. But uh, but it gave us a start. And so with Grand um, and Riksteat, and that's how we, how we started. And yeah. then it just kind of exploded. <laughs> so it started in... September 2022. Yes. Uh, and how many shows have you um, put on or club nights? Uh, so we've put on, let me do the math. I guess we've had around 11 shows. We've only, there's only one. We didn't do one in June 2022 because I needed a break. But aside from that, we've done every month. And we also didn't do one in January. Um, but aside from that, we've done one every month. Yeah. And then we've also had, um, which is really fun, we've we've been asked to do some workshops and other types of events. So I guess maybe 12, 13 shows by now. Yeah, okay. Or events. Yeah. Different types of events, yeah. For anybody that's never visited uh, Club Mermaid, how would you kind of describe that? Um, it's a, It's a drag show. And every month we have three different performers, uh, usually drag performers, but we've also had some um, burlesque dancers. Um, And it's a theme every month. And then the performers have sort of free reign to interpret that theme. Uh, We've had, uh, you know, most recently we had Halloween in collaboration with Gahba Garage and You Can Sing With Us are also to um, organizations putting on amazing events in Malmö. Um, and then we've also had heroes and villains. We've had icons and legends. We've had love, um, lots of different themes. Um, and then the whole show kind of had, has that as a red thread. And um, yeah, it's around two hours normally and we have a little break and I host it and we do some audience games um yeah it's lots of fun yeah amazing um i have to be honest i have i have yet to visit myself but (laughs) uh, i'm looking forward to uh, to doing that soon yeah i think it's i mean it's unlike anything i've experienced in my whole life really just the love and the i mean being on stage in front of our audience is i i mean i would trust our audience with my firstborn do you know what i mean i would throw myself out i it's just i've never experienced anything like it the 
the atmosphere and just the support like we have such a loyal audience and you know when we had uh we did a show at Malmö Festival in, in August with Elektra and it was crazy and it was kind of uh maybe not the slot that you'd think that we'd get we got like a Sunday afternoon in the middle of Gustav Adolf's story um and that was kind of scary in a way I guess being because we normally we're in such a safe uh sort of including but exclusive in terms of like we have our own audience and it's a very uh queer space and it's a very safe space and then to suddenly be out you know in the mainstream kind of world and then just looking out and I saw some faces of our like you know lo loyal audience most um I call them our like stammisar or our regulars sure. um, and just seeing them in the audience just made me feel so safe, you know, and they, you know, if I make a little, it, it doesn't even have to be a good joke. Everyone laughs, everyone claps. It's just, it, it's a, it's incredible. And like I said, coming from like more sort of um, traditional theatre and having your own theatre group and it's so hard to get people to come and to get people to understand it or you know and this is just I don't know I feel like after every show I'm on like just in such a dreamy space it's it's incredible so we owe it all to to our audience really so I think yeah it's a it's a special thing to to come to and we're very um, well, I feel very protective of our audience and and our performers and the the space that we've managed to create. Yeah, and I have to correct myself actually because I did actually see that performance at Malmö Festival. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was great fun and, and you know, <clears throat> great weather and huge crowd and everything. It was, was so, crazy. You know, ecstatic. Yeah, it was it was crazy, but it was you know it that was a different kind of. Um, it felt like a, almost like a showcase for us mm -hmm. in terms of like to be able to show that what we do and I'm really passionate about uh, drag being taken seriously. Uh, I mean, <laughs> not too seriously, but, but you know, in the sense that it's an art form and it deserves cultural funding, it deserves uh, spaces, it deserves um, credit really for, for, for what it's doing. And I felt that doing that performance at, at Malmö Festival and felt like a way to, yeah, to showcase what we can do and, and the crowds that we can pull and, and how much people love this and how valuable an art form drag is. Yeah. It feels like um, red thread almost when you talk about um, like your interest in, 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 you know, working with drag and drag artists and then uh, you mentioned earlier that you, um, you know, at least briefly worked uh, a little bit in healthcare, <clears throat> you could yeah. say. And as I was uh, reading up on uh, your background a little bit, I also noticed you had this um, uh, Facebook group. Oh, yeah. Bossy. Yes. Do you want to say anything about that? Yes. Um, yeah, it's funny, actually, when you... I mean, I'm not old, but I'm getting older and suddenly you have something to look back on and you realize that sometimes you're doing something in the moment and you see that as an isolated thing. But then when you look back on your life or your career and suddenly you see, oh, look, that kind of 
uh, makes sense that I did that. Um, but no, Bossy was a feminist forum for women and uh, non-binary people in the arts. And it started, and again, that was also really overwhelming experience. I started this Facebook Facebook group, which I think in Sweden was very uh, common. Uh, there was there's lots of stridgaris and teatergaris and there's lots of groups like that. But in the UK, they didn't really have that kind of forum, and so it blew up. And I was running it with with a friend of mine, and you know, I think at one point at the most we had thirty thousand members, and wow. we were putting on events and workshops and doing all these things. And that again was something that just kind of happened. I just want, I was just like an unemployed actor um, and writer and I wanted to find people to collaborate with and to mm -hmm. sort of, yeah, find a community. Yeah. Um, and then that became really, really big. Then unfortunately, I think that happened so fast that we weren't really to, ready to take on how big it became. And it was really sad because you know, people online can be horrible, even if it's a feminist loving space. Sure. People, so we shut it down eventually because there was just so much managing of this, of the page that was necessary mm. to make sure that people weren't, you know, horrible to each other. Yeah. And at that time, I was so focused on sort of being an actor and, and doing that thing. So we didn't put as much time into it as would have been necessary. And I think if we had, bossy could probably but taken over the world by now not really but but it could have grown into something huge but i think that experience made me more i guess i mean i haven't thought about it but reflecting on it now i think that experience probably made me kind of more ready for for club mermaid and to be able to deal with because when i started i was like i've never done anything like this before and then i was like looking back and i was like Actually, this is what I've been doing, yeah, exactly. you know, my whole life. But um, but yes, yeah, so sometimes you kind of can't see things for what they are until you kind of look back on them and and realize, oh, yeah, that's what I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it needs some time to settle mm. to kind of connect the dots. Yeah, exactly. Um, but no, Bossy was a was a great experience and and um, really a learning curve as well. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know, obviously, sorry it had to shut down, but um, uh, but like you said, it, you know, it kind of brought you where you are now. Yeah, and I think it did really good things for people mm. bef before it turned horrible. Um, and, you know, I still get messages on people like, are you going to open Bossy again? And I have this post and so it's still very needed. But mm. but now I'm here and I'm I'm not in the UK anymore and. Um, so I should sort of give it give it over to someone else to to take care of, and I think there's lots of other things going on, obviously, um, over there now. They're really good and positive, but yeah, no, it did. I think it did some really good stuff while while it was going on. So yeah, I'm still proud of it. mentioned briefly or you made like a comparison between um, Malmö and Stockholm mm -hmm. and I was wondering uh, you know not to talk trash about Stockholm or anything but what I want to know is uh, what do you think makes 
kind of Malmö unique? Uh, like, why is that? that... <laughs> God, I feel like such a Malmö wannabe. I feel like I take I I I shouldn't be trashing my hometown so much. Uh, Stockholm is a beautiful city, uh, but I think what makes and I haven't lived here for. I mean, I've been here for just two two and a half years now, I guess. So I. I'm not the right person to talk about Malmö historically or, or or anything like that. But I can talk about my experience. And my experience is that it's just, even if it's much smaller, obviously, than, than London. But for me, who I lived in London for seven years and, and I still feel very much at home there, I feel like Malmö and, and London have much more in common than Stockholm and London, for example. Because even if it's smaller, it's very, it's multicultural. It's uh, open in a different way. My friend has an art gallery, you know? <laughs> That's crazy in central Malmö. Yeah. That would never happen in Stockholm. And I mean, London's super expensive too, don't get me wrong. But there's a, there's a kind of DIY feeling in London because everyone, everyone's, it's so difficult to make it in 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 a place like london everyone's kind of nobodies which makes it possible for like fringe theater and pub theaters and people doing it themselves whereas in stockholm and again there's lots of i'm i'm not i'm i'm not trashing everything about stockholm and i'm sure there's lots of great things happening that i just don't know about but for me in my experience it's either you're sort of super successful really rich um or you're kind of not able to do anything. Whereas here, you know, you can rent a space. Like you can, it's not as expensive as Stockholm is. And it has that DIY feel that I think London has as well. In terms, so people, young people or inexperienced people or, you know, people with less money are able to do things in a way that is, I'm not saying it's impossible, but it's harder, I think, yeah, in, yeah. in a place like Stockholm. And so that's why I think it's uh, unique in in that sense, or not unique, but but really at the forefront of that kind of thing. That you know, I have a studio space here, and I pay seven hundred kroner a month. That's crazy. Wow. That's Do you know deal. what I mean? Yeah. Or like we're here in this pod studio for free. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's it's <laughs> crazy. That doesn't happen in many places. Sure, and yeah. and that and that's the same thing as I feel like with with the. Uh, performers that I work with you know we've had several uh artists that have had their first ever performance with us and now they're booked all over Sweden and I'm sure they'll be booked for Drag Race Sweden if not season two season three or four do you know what I mean and that's what happens if you invest in a community in people in an art form you know things happen and that's what I feel like Malmö's good at doing um I mean it can always get better but but compared to a lot of places, it's it's possible here. And then it's just exciting and fun to do things when when it's not just, and who are you and how are you going to pay for that? But everyone's like, oh my God, that's a great idea. Yeah. I'm, I can help with this or talk to this person. And that's just such an inspiring environment to, to be in. Yeah, it kind of, um, it gets uh, reciprocal, I guess. Mm, like, uh, exactly. So do you draw... Uh, inspiration from other uh, events not necessarily you know Mm. drag shows but are there things you look towards that you know you can kind of think that oh i want to include this part or 
this detail or um, something like that? Yeah, I mean, all the time. And that's what I mean in terms of um, things happening in, in Malmö because there are lots of lots of brilliant people doing amazing things um, that you can go to and check out. Um, I'm going to plug my friends. Yeah, please. <laughs> Gachpa Garage uh, is run by Rania Asadi, who does an amazing job and been putting on um, queer nights for a long time in Malmö. And you can sing with us that we did uh, the Halloween show with, as well as Gachpa. Uh, do karaoke nights and there's lots of and I mean I can't even try to name everyone because it's it's incredible but there are lots of things popping up and happening that are really inspiring and then in terms of in terms of Club Mermaid as well I mean obviously I've taken a lot of inspiration from from drag shows both in in Stockholm and in London and in the US in terms of working with themes and in terms of um, things like that. But I think, yeah, I think the community in Malmö has been what's inspired me the most and what has been, because I came as an outsider in many ways, it was really, really important to me to to make it authentic and genuine and for the queer community in Malmö and also close to Malmö, we have lots of um, audience members as well as performers who come from maybe smaller towns around Skåne that that don't have these kind of spaces and for them to be able to come and and be a part of that and so I think what's been most important I mean I want to put on a good show of course I mean I'm a performer at heart and and an artist or whatever you want to call it but but I think what I'm most proud of and what's been most inspiring with Club Mermaid is the community. And I guess, again, Red Threads, that's what I wanted to create with Bossy as well. Like yeah. I believe in in a collective and I believe in people um, working together and being there for each other and solidarity and all of that. And I think, um, I think people really need that. And I think maybe Sweden as a country, we're sometimes maybe not very good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't have a sort of the same kind of religious community that many countries have. And I don't know, I think people need that kind of space where they feel safe and where they feel loved and where you can try things yeah. and and that's okay. So yeah, that kind of community feel um, has been really important to me and inspires me. Yeah, I definitely, I, I definitely <clears throat> understand that. I know you have an upcoming uh, event we uh, always so this is yeah. the thing with club maybe because it's a monthly sometimes i'm like how do i what did i think about doing this monthly but i think again that's what it's that's what's important i think that's the thing with club mermaid mm-hmm. um that it's monthly that you have because there's not you know we don't have a, an official gay bar in malma you know we need places um to meet and to have a good time and that you know every month you can at least go to Club Mermaid, you know what I mean? And there's lots of things happening. So there's not just us to go to, there's amazing people out there. But um, but for me, that was important to to do that. So, but it's kind of crazy because we always have an event to to plug because it's yeah. <laughs> it's always next month, next month. Um, but well, yeah, no, the most recent one is, um, is our last one at Grand actually, which feels like uh, it's the end of an era really. 
Um, it's on the 7th of December. It's so funny when I meet people, they, it's sometimes, I, you could wake me up in the middle of the night and I'll go buy tickets here and there. And then, you know, these are the performers and <laughs> I'm so used to plugging us all the time, but it's the 7th of December at Grand, which uh, will be the last one there. So I think it will be a really magical uh, last show. Um, and we have some amazing performers. We have Chloe Fish, who's performed with us for a long time. We have uh, the Shady Lady, who's a new drag queen on the scene. And then we also have Hermes, who's an amazing um, drag performer from uh, Denmark, who resides in Berlin and does some really cool stuff. So. I think it's going to be an amazing, amazing night. And uh, my uh, my co co knight, my angel in uh, Club Mermaid, who helps out and does so much La Marqua, uh, will also be there and read a little uh, poem, perhaps. And okay. uh, it will be an amazing kind of uh, last last performance. And then we'll move to Inconst uh, from January. All right, very cool. Did you already mention the theme there? Is it like a oh, sorry. goodbye Yes, we call or? it, um, sort of, we call it When I Grow Up mm -hmm. because, partly also because we have a collaboration with Ung HBTQ, Young LGBTQ, in Helsingborg. Mm -hmm. um, it's still 18, unfortunately, but uh, but it's their, their members from 18 to 25. We love collaborating with... with um, forces in 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 the community in Malmö and, and in Sweden and I mean everywhere who do amazing things and they're an amazing um space for for young queer people and so it's kind of an ode to them and an ode to baby queers and uh, coming of age and and growing up but also because we've grown up and yeah. we're moving, uh, we're leaving the safe uh, nest of uh, of Grand and and growing up and moving on. So so that's kind of the parallel. And then there'll be some some Christmas feelings as well. I All think. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, very cool. Um, are you able to share anything already about any like changes when you? Go mm. move over to Inconst in like days well, of, days of the week. Or? It will be yes, that's very exciting. We're we've always been on Thursdays, and now we have Fridays, which we're very 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 excited about. Because um, when we've had Thursdays, it's always great fun, and people stay till really late. But once the show's over, everyone yeah kind of has to go home. So now we'll be able to have some. Um, I mean, every night won't be like a whole club night but it will be some time to dance some time to hang out not that stress of having to leave straight away so that's really really exciting and also like I said it is kind of us growing up because it's a bigger space we'll be able to take more people um it's you know a professional kind of setup in terms of you know we have a real uh backstage area and we have sound checks and we have I think it's going to be a real step up for us, um, both in terms of uh, professionality and in terms of the show, um, but also in terms of how much people were able to take in. Unfortunately, we'll have to raise the prizes a little bit because we still stand with no cultural funding as of yet. Um, so for us to be able to afford it to keep going, um, we have to 
we have to raise the prices a little bit. But like I said, the whole thing with Club Mermaid is about community. So we always have the option. If you if you can't afford it, you can always send us a message on Instagram that you need a list spot. And we always give it out, no questions asked, yeah. um, so that everyone should be able to come um, regardless of, of financial income. But for the general... The general audience that are able to pay, they're going to have to pay a little bit more to keep yeah. us going, unfortunately. But still great value. Great value. Um, and it's not going to be expensive. It's no. still going to be, it's still going to be um, price worthy for sure. Yeah. Amazing. So where do you see Mermaid in another year? I mean, just to think about how much has happened in one year is crazy. I mean, I still have my dream. I'm going to I'm gonna manifest my dream and say that one day we'll have our own space and uh, we'll have some some real cash <laughs> so we can we can book some, you know, international and national drag stars. Um, while also keeping keeping rooted in in our local community and being a space for young performers and new performers and maybe do some more workshops and work in a bigger way um that's the dream a year probably not but uh but i'm gonna put it out there in the yeah. universe for for some time in the future yeah are there any events uh, you're looking forward to yourself that you're not involved in at all uh, could be in Malmo or not, and on any topic really. Oh my god, I'm so self-indulgent. When I read that question before, I was like, "Our events, we have this coming up, and we have this yeah. coming up." <laughs> um, I mean, drag queen bingo. Yeah, I love Busty and Shameless, uh, and they're so supportive. It's it's incredible. Speaking of Malmo again, how just. I mean, coming in as an outsider and starting this, everyone has been so welcoming and including and supportive. Um, and Busty and Shameless are amazing. And I think it's the 21st of December they have their um, drag queen bingo Christmas show. Right. Um, and uh, unfortunately, I've, I've already gone to Stockholm to celebrate Christmas, but I will be there in spirit yeah. and in... Uh, love they're amazing and they do brilliant brilliant things so um that's a good event to to check out yeah i'll be i'll be sure to include that as well in the episode description yes great is there anything else you want to add or plug i just want to say a huge thank you i guess to to everyone um that comes to our shows that the supports club mermaid that support me um both professionally but also personally you know it's uh it's crazy to put on these kind of big shows once a month um with essentially no money and the only reason it, it works is because of the amazing community that we have here in Malmö, because of all the brilliant performers and artists um that are involved and, you know, I am very humble. I'm very aware that this isn't because of me or because of one person or one thing, but this is this is possible because of the community and because of 
because of the need, I guess, for mm -hmm. this type of event and this type of space and this type of culture. And I am um, very grateful to everyone who's come before me and before us uh, in Malmö and in the world globally, I guess, uh, in terms of queer artists and, and drag performers and and everyone who's helped us along the way um, and is still a part of this. So I'm just very grateful for for everything that we've been given. It's, um, yeah, I think Club Mermaid is, is kind of one of the most, I guess, religious experiences I've had in terms of something really feeling like it was meant to be and something that is bigger than me and bigger, even bigger than the, the performers, bigger than, you know, it's, it's really something very special and I'm very yeah. grateful for, for everyone um, that's made that happen in yeah. different ways. So that's what I <laughs> want to plug, yeah. the queer community in Malmö. Amazing. Well, I, th I think I speak for everyone when we're, you know, excited to see where, you know, Mermaid goes uh, from here after, after this first year. Yeah, me too. After a year like that, I feel like anything can happen. <laughs> so I feel very hopeful. Uh, if you want to uh, learn more about Club Mermaid, like what's a good resource? The best one is our Instagram, mm -hmm. to be honest. Um, it's where we're most active. Um, we're called at club underscore underscore because someone else was called Club Mermaid. But I think we're quite, I think when you put Club Mermaid, we're the one that pop up at least if you're in Malmo so Club Mermaid on Instagram we also have a website clubmermaid.se um, but the Instagram is really where where the most stuff happen and you can keep up to date with everything that's going on all right great uh, you can also find out uh, about Club Mermaid's events on Nomo's uh, website uh, nomo.substack.com and you can even subscribe to our newsletter and get weekly recommendations for events in Malmö. So uh, with that said, uh, thank you so much, Jonna, for being a guest on the show. Thanks for having me. All right. I'll see you, uh, I'll see you on the 7th. <laughs> Perfect.